With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome back to the Weekside Podcast. I'm Jenny Brentis. I'm here with Connor Orr as always. And Connor, we had a good old-fashioned Sunday night news splash. It reminded me a little bit of when McNabb was traded to Washington just because it was like happened on a Sunday night and it was like, I mean, a slightly different time of year. That was Easter, but like, I don't know. Did it have that feeling like kind of a... I don't know, quiet night, don't expect news, and then all of a sudden... Yeah, this is... I, I feel bad um, saying this as somebody who's covered the NFL, but in starting after free agency and the drafts were over, I started a hard... Um, the alert, or the do not disturb goes on my phone at 8.15, and it lasts until 5 o'clock in the morning, and I put the phone in another room. Um, and then I will periodically check it like every hour or so just to make sure that everything's going on. And I just went to go put the phone down, and that's when our editor, Mitch Goldich, um, texted me, and he's like, yeah, we, we got to write about Cam. Cam. I, I, I thought it was a joke because Mitch had a long-running bit about how Cam was going to go to the, the uh, Bills and lead them to the Super Bowl. Um, and I, I honestly thought it was a joke, and then uh, you know I started looking at it, and I was like, okay, we got uh, we got ourselves an old fashioned uh, what well, was a little bit of breaking news combined with the backdoor news dump because uh, news of the Patriots penalties came out. Obviously, not an accident there. Well done, 
public relations maneuvering by them. I mean, yes, that was incredibly, like, intentional, obviously. Oh, yeah. The timing was impeccable. The cam news drops first. And then shortly thereafter, from the same outlet, the news of the penalties for filming the Bengals sideline. And no one is talking about that today because everyone is talking about cam. So just PR, PR 101. What, what would you call that? Would you call that like a, um, uh, in, in racing, right? At, at NASCAR, you, you draft behind someone, you use the tailwind and then you kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. kind of, maybe it's like PR drafting. I don't know. Okay. Right. Drafting. That. You do that in cycling too. I don't know, Connor, every time we venture off to other sport analogies, I feel like it doesn't go well. Maybe <laughs> we should be a little to careful. Check. <laughs> yeah. Very nervous to check our mail after that soccer debacle last week. That so. was a, that was a little bit of a do- debacle. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, not really a soccer expert, but you know, I do my best when I have to write about it. I do my research, you know, we might need to be the Bundesliga might be all we have have at this point so and we're, we're the nwsl have, and the nwsl yes, yeah i watched absolutely. a little nwsl yeah. so on have saturday no choice connor that was a great weekend infusion of live sports so yeah. enjoyed that so maybe we should all become soccer experts I, I don't think it could hurt um but yeah to your point uh, cam newton was interesting and i think we talked about this last week a little bit and we'll get into the whole thing i mean this is going to be a cam pod today um but um, it, it, it was energizing in the way that the Jamal Adams contract dispute is energizing. It is purely like speculative, like what's going to happen football news. You know, mm-hmm. it's your meat and potatoes football news. And mm-hmm. so I, that's always good. It's a, it's a little bit of a buzz. Um, you get that like emotional lift out of that. You're thinking about, oh, wow, um, you know, they're going to be better than the Buccaneers probably, maybe a little bit. And um and yeah, so I don't know. I got I got pretty fired up about it. Did you get at least moderately fired up about it? I did because one of the huge offseason storylines has been the post-Brady Patriots, and obviously that's been kind of tamped down with everything going on in our world, rightly so. But this was kind of the answer to that lingering question of what will they look like the year after Tom Brady and obviously Stidham wasn't the only plan they were willing to go into 2020 with. And so it was just interesting. I mean, this has been rumored for months, right? Everyone said, okay, well, this cam, of course, will sign for the Patriots for pennies on the dollar at some point. But I think it just kind of fell off the radar a little bit. You know, so much time had gone by where it hadn't happened. And also the usual checkpoints didn't really matter this year. Perhaps that's part of it too. Like it doesn't help necessarily to have a quarterback by the time you have mini camp because there wasn't mini camp. It was virtual off season program. So it probably didn't really matter. I'm just like, I would just love to know when the deal was agreed to yes, if they same. were waiting for the NFL penalties to come out and like how that was all timed up. That's the story that I really want to know. Oh, totally. hundred percent. Um, so I think what we'll do is right. We'll, we'll do a little winners and losers from the Cam Newton trade. Um, but I want to try out, um, because I, you're, you're my favorite person to try out takes on. You have the awful disposition in this world of being my take tester. Um, I always text Jenny. I'm like, what do you think about this before I write it? And Jenny's always very nice. And she never says this is a horrible idea. Even when I think, you know, she might be thinking it, you know, but, um, (laughs) uh, my take here is how did the rest of the NFL let this happen? Like, mm-hmm. 
the Patriots, you finally have them in a place where you kind of want them. You kind, you know, uh, Jared Stidham might be good, but he's an unproven commodity. They haven't added anybody to the roster unless this deal was agreed upon three months ago and Cam was completely unapproachable. Uh, you know, Adam Schefter uh, reported on uh, Monday that the Cleveland Browns were the only other team that even reached out um, mm. to, to to even talk to Cam Newton. Why? And how did this happen? And I ask that for two reasons. One, why would you just let the rich get richer? Because you know the season's going to be delayed. You know that he's going to have more time to recover from Liz Frank. You know that he's going to have more time to um, get acclimated to that offense. And the other side of that is, even if he doesn't, he's going to recover at some point before the trade deadline of the 2020 season. And the Patriots now have either A, uh, a tradable asset to get rid of before the deadline, or B, a compensatory pick in 2021 that replaces the one they lost um, theoretically from uh, from the video spying thing. So mm-hmm. why do teams just continue to let them make easy, good decisions? Like, yes, New England, there is a black ops deal to this. I mean, they do do things that we don't think about. You know, they, there are portions of this program that are a little bit of uh, magic but this is everybody should have been beating down cam newton's door to sign him even if you had a starting quarterback this makes no sense to me how every other team allowed this to happen right because it becomes this joke right insert x player here oh of course belichick will grab him you know and it'll be for a reduced price and it was such a widespread joke that everyone was making it about cam newton and yet the other teams in the league still let it happen. Now, I will say, okay, one thing about it is Newton obviously wanted to go to a place where he would have a chance to start. Mm-hmm. And I think when teams were sort of filling out those spots in March, the health situation was a different concern. So Belichick benefited from having the confidence to wait that period out, right? So he was confident enough to go through the offseason with the presumption being, okay, I guess it'll be Stidham, and then make this move later on, whereas other teams were not as confident. So, like, if you're the Bears, like, why didn't you make this move back then? But it was like, I guess they, you know, and, I, and I, we said it. I, I like the Foles move at I the do time. Too. Um, but if you think about the price that you're paying for Foles versus Cam Newton, it's, it is a wild comparison at this point in time. And I guess they just felt like we needed to have that other plan besides Trubisky in place because of the scrutiny, because of whatever the reason is. They needed, they wanted that backup plan in place earlier this offseason, whereas the Patriots just kind of waited it out. Cam Newton and Jameis Winston combined are making less than Chase Daniel in 2020. How does this happen? It's just like, my goodness, great. And I'm not equating Jameis and Cam because I think that Cam is a transcendent player, probably one of the hardest to defend players of our era, whereas Jameis Winston needs a lot of work. And I I don't think that's, you can lump them in fairly together, but my goodness, like this Mm -hmm. offseason was so weird. And that was the weirdest thing that happened, even though we all joked and speculated about it right when Cam Newton was released. Yeah, this was such a weird, I mean, weird is, yeah, it's just expected and then it happened and we're just all like, oh my gosh, of course, just of course. So, and I'm really excited Connor, I we've expressed skepticism that there will be a season as normal this year. But if there is, this is one of the top three things I'm excited to watch. A hundred percent. I have visions of us 
on a socially distant train jersey to our train journey to Providence um, in our near future to uh, to maybe do some double coverage of Cam Newton's first start as Patriots quarterback. God, that feels weird to say. It, um, it really feels weird to say. <laughs> what everything's upside down though in 2020. So it is. I guess it makes sense. It is. Um, so do you want to hop into winners and losers, Connor? Let's do it. Um, okay, so I think that um, outside of Cam, who I think is a big winner here, although taking $7.5 million to play this season, um, obviously not ideal you know, for somebody who deserves and should be making you know, top 10 quarterback money. But um, I would say that the, the spoil of riches continued. Patriots fans are the biggest winners in this. They have the best coach in football. And now they have the hardest to defend quarterback in football in a system that uh, um, Tom Brady ran with uh, with great you know enthusiasm and and all that kind of stuff. And he was totally immobile. Whereas Cam is he's going to add a whole new dimension to this. You know, if if listeners did not check out Connor's story that you wrote <laughs> Sunday night, you had a great line in there, and I don't want to misquote it. So. You go I called for it, Connor. I, I said that um, you know this offense was run successfully with an immobile forty-one-year-old vitamin salesman, and now uh, we get Cam Newton behind there. And I will say thank you to Mitch for pointing out that that made it onto Patriots Reddit, which I would imagine to be a relatively dangerous place. But I did get some compliments there, so that oh, was, you got um, compliments on Patriots Reddit for that line. Yeah, there were people saying it was pretty funny. So, uh, uh, you know, there was all, obviously that you have no right to disrespect Tom. Tom is the GOAT, blah, blah, blah. I mean, there was, uh, as expected. But I would say, like, probably a small handful of, hey, this was pretty funny. So I, I felt pretty good about that. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Patriots fans, definitely a winner. What other winners are on your list, Connor? Um, I think, and uh, this is, again, thanks to our editor, Mitch, who was brainstorming uh, these all all morning um, and does a great job. Uh, Josh McDaniels, I think you got to love that because he goes from coaching the greatest quarterback of all time, um, has uh, teams eating out of his hands for four years um, during the head coaching cycle. Maybe a little bit of that enthusiasm has been tamped down a bit, but then goes to Cam Newton, and there will never be a time now where he is not thought of as a top head coaching candidate, I don't think. Yeah, it's going to just be a really interesting pairing, and I think that that is one of the things that we're most excited about with Newton being in there, just seeing like him having the chance to work with McDaniels. It's, you know, there's just a lot of possibility in that system and a lot of possibility with the creativity that the two of them can have together. You know, I was like, I was going back and looking, Connor, I think we referenced this on a pod a couple months ago when we were talking about Newton and kind of his progression as a quarterback, but did a story on him in 2015, obviously, season that he led the Panthers to a Super Bowl appearance and it was interesting that at that time to hear Ron Rivera talk about Newton's growth in the offense and I feel like this is such a good fit with McDaniels they said you know late in the 2014 season which was a lost season for them but they decided to try something new that's when they figured they'd give the no huddle scheme a try 
Um, it wasn't up-tempo like the Eagles' no-huddle offense, but it allows Newton to stand in the shotgun and decipher the defense, often pushing the 25-second play clock to the end. On nearly 70% of the offensive calls, Rivera estimates, Newton has the ability to choose the play. Coordinator Mike Shula will send in a formation and a handful of play calls, and then it's up to Newton to adjust the alignment of the skill position players, call for motions, and pick the play he thinks has the best chance of success against the defensive look. It's not much different than what you have seen with Peyton Manning in terms of being out of the shotgun, having to look at defenses and make determinations, Rivera says. So, like, this is, like, perfect. This marriage is what we've been waiting for for Cam Newton. I know. Oh, my goodness. If you go back to that that Super Bowl year where, I mean, yes, Cam was an electric player, um, won the MVP, um, but that offense was so like he had control of it but it was just so unimaginative you know and and it was basically his sheer force of will I mean the amount of years he took off his career just gutting through games in that season and putting his body on the line was unfathomable and you know I think that certainly we've all waited for the moment when Cam could be paired with somebody who has a vision of the NFL's future and I'm not saying that Norv Turner doesn't um, which is who they replaced Mike Shula with. Um, but I, that was not what I had in mind when Ron Rivera had that second hire, right? You know, you're thinking of somebody like Joe Brady from LSU or, you know, somebody that has steeped in that college program and where all these fun offenses kind of funnel up and, and just would have a better idea of how to use them. But, I, you know, who knows? I, I think he's in a better spot now. And, uh, oh, man, I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. And if you're like, you know, any of these guys, um, Julian Edelman, you're starting to look around and say, oh, you know, things, aren't, things aren't so bad after all. I think everything's going to be okay. Yes, that is uh, – yeah, there's just a lot of excitement here, Connor. I was going to make a comment about people who um, – and then I realized that my limitations and my knowledge of gambling, but <laughs> if people put money on a certain Patriots win total like a couple weeks mm-hmm. or months ago mm-hmm. and – like we told them to do on this show. That's right. We did talk about this. Okay, I got to give us a little bit more credit here. But um, it struck me as those people might be winners too. Oh my goodness! Them and uh, the Cam Newton MVP odds were like four hundred to one, or now forty to one. So if you got in at a certain point, good for you. I mean, oh yes, is, here it is: one hundred to one to forty to one. Yes. Wow. And yeah. Yeah, the Patriots' division odds went from 17-10 to 13-10, and they are now tied with the Bills at 13-10. Am I saying that right? 13 yeah. Slash, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which I think segues nicely into our loser section. Yes. But before we, uh, oh, before we, we end, another, I have okay. one audible. Here's okay. one sneaky winner in all this that wasn't on the list that I sent you that just popped into my head. Cam does great impressions of his coaches, as we know. Um, he had oh. a phenomenal North Turner uh, impression. It was like, J- just just be you, baby, or whatever. You know how he would say that sometimes? And uh, so I don't think he's just going to stop being Cam when he goes to New England. I-, I think that Bill Belichick is smart enough to let him lead in the way that he has led in the past, and we're going to get some. Bill Belichick impressions. We're going to get some Josh McDaniels impressions. Like, this is – like, it's it's like they – they got new friends, like fun new friends that all want to just like hang out and, and make each other laugh, you know? And I think that's going to be like the Patriots place is going to be so much brighter, I think, you know? 
Okay, another winner that I just thought of too. You know I love a good hat in the wintertime. Oh. In the playoffs two years ago, I wore my Tom Landry fedora through most of the playoffs. It Hashtag was largely Jenny's because hat. I had a large blemish on my forehead. However, <laughs> it became my style piece that playoffs run. Um, so we're going to see some phenomenal winter oh. hats out of Cam Newton. I am just, really excited for that. Oh, so many winners. So many winners. I mean, he already oh. had good hats in Carolina, but like Boston opens up a whole other range of fashion options. No question. Definitely um. no question. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferreira, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. So let's move on to the losers. So as I alluded to, you know, we've got some of the AFC East opponents. Um, We had, well, while we're, while we're talking about the bills and the jets, just casual mention of like Jamal Adams, just like (laughs) throwing out some thirsty tweets to the Patriots. Yeah. I said, Oh, great signing. Good job. Belichick. Do you need another safety too? I know the McCordys are getting old, but he, he didn't say that, but you know, you know, he's thinking. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know he's thinking it. Um, But yes, obviously this has been an offseason of a lot of expectations for the Bills. Uh, You know, maybe less so for the Jets. I mean, also, you could have put the Dolphins on here too, Connor. They did have a retilt. Yeah. I agree. Like, what were, uh, not that what were they thinking, but, you know, he wanted to go somewhere with a chance to compete. And sure, you're drafting Tua, but wouldn't Cam Tua make a little bit more sense? I mean, I know you're bringing in Chan Gailey, and so Ryan Fitzpatrick is the ideal person there. Um, but um, I think Cam would have gone to the Dolphins and viewed that as a, as a suitable, and, and they had more money to play with. You know, they could have paid him more. Patriots are pressed up against the cap pretty significantly. But yeah, I mean, if I were them, I would have at least tried um, because you want him out of the division, right? Or you don't want him in the division, and, and that's exactly what happened. Like that's the thing, right? How, if you're Joe Douglas, if you're you know, if you're any of these GMs in the division, like, are you just saying, well, they're going to do it, and we're going to have to figure out how to stop it? I mean, is that how def- like the defeatist attitude around the division that you're just expecting this to take place? Yeah, I mean, especially like looking at the Dolphins, you know, two is coming off his hip injury. You don't know exactly when he'll be ready. Obviously, he's a rookie coming in to the league, and so seems like cam would have been the perfect signing there too i mean i honestly never thought it made sense for the panthers to just let him go like i i still have a problem with that decision and i also don't know why rivera didn't bring him to washington that's another good point um but these I, are not on our pre, <laughs> pre-written list no, but that's good i think this it's is right. a life life is a journey you know there are no plans um and i would say um you know, obviously another loser. And I hate to say this because I don't think he is a loser. But I I do think that Jarrett Stidham was probably at some point sitting there thinking he was going to be the starter this offseason. And I think that Mm -hmm. that just kind of sucks in general. I mean, Mm -hmm. you're somebody who's making these big plans. And of course, you're you're always going to have your, you know, your eye over your shoulder. But if you're Stidham, you might have uniquely thought like, okay, Bill Belichick likes to develop his own players. What was the stat today? The Patriots have not started a quarterback they haven't drafted since 1993. Um, And so you're probably thinking, okay, you know, maybe this is just how they do things here. And then wham, Cam Newton. 
you know? Right, right. And I mean, and, you know, in fairness to him, it c- could be next year, right? Yeah. I mean, I think the feedback that I had heard all along was kind of like, they like him. He just might need a little bit more time to develop. And then it kind of shifted to, well, maybe he's ready now. But there didn't ever seem to be a lot of confidence in that maybe he's ready now. It always seemed to be like a little bit of a projection. So, okay, you sign Cam for one year. You see how it turns out. Maybe it's wildly successful. Maybe he leaves. And he, like you mentioned at the top, Connor, the Patriots get the comp pick. And then Sidham's opportunity is next year. There's a lot of different ways this could play out. Yeah. And I think that... At the end of the day, I mean, it doesn't change what he did much. I mean, you know, he, he took, you know, he took that opportunity to develop and grow this offseason. I mean, it's unfortunate for every player that doesn't have the benefit of, you know, maybe the Patriots' decision making would have been different if Stidham was in the building every day and he could show mm-hmm. them what he was doing and he could lead these workouts in person. I mean, I'm, as as analytical as we want to be, there's definitely a feel perspective to this. Are guys following him around? Is he leading? Is he doing all the things that he's supposed to be doing? And so, you know, it, it's one of those things that it, it's unfortunate for myriad reasons why we've, uh, you know, had this uh, had this shortened off season or no off season at all. But, mm-hmm. you know, it bites a lot of players like that just because, you know, maybe there would have been more of a legitimate competition and who knows? I mean, that this could be, uh, maybe we're not done yet. I mean, you know, maybe there is a competition. Maybe Cam Newton's not healthy enough yet. I mean, there, right. there could be a hundred different ways that this breaks at this point. Yeah. And I mean, that's the wild card, certainly. Like, will he be full health? Will he stay at full health all season if he is full health? So I think there's a lot of factors here. But you make a really smart point, Connor, is that development period was totally lost this spring. And so does that diminish your confidence in a young quarterback being able and ready to start? Would it have been a different conversation if the circumstances were different? And certainly would it have been a different conversation if, you know, teams would have had a greater ability to evaluate Cam Newton's health? So this is definitely a signing that it's fair to wonder how much of an impact the circumstances from COVID had on this new direction for the Patriots, or maybe it's what they had in mind all along. Yeah. Another loser here, Jenny is just, and I don't know what the word is for it, but you know, those uh, people in your school, like, so when you were growing up and in state college and I was grew up in kind of a similar area in Pennsylvania where there wasn't a lot of like, I mean, Penn state was obviously the big thing. Um, for uh, your school and, and pretty much for our, us too. But, you know, there were the kids that, like the Bulls fans and the Cowboys fans that made no sense and they just mm-hmm. globbed on to this dynasty. And I, there are so many probably just smart-ass little Patriots fans out there that just get no break at all. And, you, and you're this whatever, you know, you're this kid in Buffalo or you're this kid in Miami or you're this kid in, in, in Long Island and you just love your local team because you're doing things the right way. And then here comes this kid to school with a brand new Cam Newton Patriots jersey. And man, I mean, if you're listening to this pod, I know what that's like. I feel for you. When I picked my NFL team, I did it responsibly and fairly. And uh, and I picked the Browns and there's no joy in that whatsoever. But you know, it, it, man, you know, it's just one of those things that you, you just feel for those kids. You know, you, you, they, they were waiting so long to just get, get get a little jabbing at the Patriots and they have no opportunity to do so. 
Well, I have to say that I was a Bulls fan growing up, but Were you I had really? a re- well, I had a reason though because my parent, my mom, was born and raised in Chicago. We went okay, to Chicago fair. every summer to visit my grandparents, fair. and my parents met in Chicago. My dad's from Illinois as well, Southern Illinois. So I feel like I had credibility there. I also had one of those shirts. I don't know if this was like a little bit more my. We're not that far apart in age, but like sometimes we're far enough apart in age that like there are some things that are slightly different. Did you have those shirts where like it was a different color underneath? So when you rolled up the cuff on the oh, shirt oh, sure. sleeve. Okay, yeah. so I had one of those like bull shirts. It was wow. black. And then when you rolled up the cuffs on the sleeve, it was red. Nice. And then I still had it. So like in college, I would like sometimes wear my retro bull shirt. So I was home last summer and I was like, where's that bull shirt? I've got to find <laughs> it. So I brought it back. It's like in my dresser. Um, I've not worn it, but I just like wanted it in my apartment. So oh, maybe I'll have sure. to break it out soon. <laughs> Yeah. And I will say that I certainly dabbled. I mean, we had this um, store down the street from us called House of Bargains. I don't know if anybody else had a House of Bargains, but it was basically where they just sent all the stuff, like the equivalent of uh, the wrong team winning the Super Bowl shirts, but not that severe, you know, just misprinted things. And I remember loading up on a lot of 94 Rockets gear. Like, and so for a, a very short period of time, I was all in on like Hakeem Olajuwon and everyone could see through that, but that was not a dynasty. We got like one or two good years out of it and then that was it. And then the Spurs and the Bulls and all that stuff, the Cavaliers and all that fun stuff happened. So I missed out on that, but yeah, um, yeah, I feel bad for those kids. Cause that's when you live and die with your team really is when you're like six to, I don't know, 18, 17. And then, and then problems start after that. But in that time <laughs> period, you're very emotionally invested and uh, you were probably pretty bummed out when you heard that Cam Newton uh, signed with the Patriots. I would yeah. be, right? That's a pretty good winners and losers list, Connor. Well, thank you. And as always, I just I, I, I go into it with an idea, and then I talk to Jenny about it, and then she actually gives me all the good ideas, and then I, I flesh it out. You know, typical, you know, typical globber, you know? So now you'll write something along these lines that people can read on? SI.com. Yeah. That's great. So, okay. Should be up on Tuesday. But the last part of the show today is basically something that happens during every show, but just more formally, we're going to talk about <laughs> conspiracy theories. I mean, pretty much every week we touch on conspiracy theories and, you know, we always spell it with the O-R-R capitalized and theories, you know, just to continue with our obsession with or puns. Um, so Connor, you put out a call on the MMQB Instagram, which by the way, has been really fire lately. If people didn't <laughs> check out the post that Connor made on the MMQB Instagram right after Newton was signed, you're really missing out. So we <laughs> direct you to the Instagram feed. Basically every post is almost every post is from Connor, like 75% of posts. Connor is behind. He doesn't put a byline or anything. He's just like a behind the scenes worker, doesn't care who gets the credit, just wants to make people laugh. But there's a really good one from (laughs) Sunday night that I urge you to check out. But Connor had another one. This is Monday evening that we're recording. And what's your best cam to Patriots conspiracy theory? Oh, you didn't use the pun in the post, but that's okay. We've got it on the show. Winner gets read live on this week's Weekside Podcast. Thank you to everybody. We got some nice replies there. Um, And uh, I only put the call out like 10 minutes before we started taping. So that was exciting. Uh, And we really appreciate the engagement on Instagram. Uh, We've read a lot of direct messages on Twitter, which we both check with regularity. And that's been super cool. And as always, weeksidepod at gmail.com 
if you ever want to uh, just uh, reach out, as Andy Reid says, the time is yours. So, you know, uh, uh, whatever you want to say, just uh, just reach out to us at, uh, at weeksidepod at gmail.com. Um, so uh, two really good ones and then just a comment. Uh, I'll read the comment first. Manny2fresh87 said, I don't have a conspiracy theory, but I did notice how underpaid he is compared to Chase Daniel laughing emoji. So good, uh, good one on you there. Gustavo Vazb says that this is totally to light a fire under Jarrett Stidham. So he beats Cam for the QB one spot like a Bledsoe situation. I really like that one, Gustavo. That's not bad. Love that. That's my favorite one, I think. Definitely. And then Bennett jumps in with what we talked about at the top of the show, that the Patriots waited to sign him until the NFL punished them for cheating against the Bengals as a means for distracting the public from their cheating ways. Again, I mean... Yes, there is an element of that with the Patriots. I remember um, before the Super Bowl uh, two years ago, Josh McDaniels talking about the fact that they can get four hours worth of sleep in 45 minutes because they use sleep tanks. And Oh, that was a great story you did. Oh, thank you. Um, and at the time, like sleep tanks were becoming popular enough. Like I think they were in half major college football. Um, maybe like eight or nine of the NFL teams had them. But the origin story goes back to Bill Belichick was visiting the Black Ops, like, you know, Navy SEALs, like the and he, that's where he goes for information, mm-hmm. you know, is, you know, what are you guys doing to prepare? And he gets all of his cool stuff from them. And so certainly there is and that's not illegal to do. I'm not saying that. But certainly is there is that element of rooting against the Patriots. That's what you have to compete against is a guy who is spending his free time with the Navy SEALs figuring out how to beat you. And that's scary. Um, but I, I just, this cam thing was just, it was basic arithmetic. It's just, I don't know. Even at the end of the show, I feel no less angry about the fact that 31 other teams just let this happen. Yeah. No, I I think you captured that in what you wrote Sunday night. And I think you were spot on. And uh, definitely a lot of intrigue. As I said before, really interested to hear the timeline of how this actually happened and when a deal was worked out and what the arrangement was. Um, But the end result is a very exciting development of the football world and a lot of fodder for us to talk about in our Tuesday show, Connor. So I'll take it. I'll take it. You know, it's a it's a slow week in the NFL. Obviously, this year's calendar was weird anyway. But one thing that seems to be pretty on target is that right now is the slow time in the NFL. But this was a lightning bolt of news, so really enjoyed it. Lovely. Lovely. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for joining us. We will be back later this week. Perhaps there will be more news, Connor. Who's to know what's to come? You never know. <laughs> you never know. But thanks, as always, for listening, and we will see you then. The MMQB Weekside Podcast is me, Jenny Rentis, and Connor Orr. We are produced by Shelby Royston. SI's executive producer of podcasts is Scott Brody. Ben Eagle is Director of Editorial Projects and Product. Mark Moravik is Emeritus Executive Director of the MMQB. Keep up with our entire lineup of podcasts five days a week by subscribing to the MMQB NFL Podcast for free on Apple Podcasts. And while you're there, please do us a favor and leave a rating and review. It really does help other people find the show, which is also available on Spotify, Radio.com, Stitcher, SI.com, and wherever else you listen to podcasts.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.